Welcome to Red Cell Review. Hey, Lou, what's up? Wayne, what the Halloween doing here? Oh, my God. I might have to start this over. Why would you do such a terrible joke like that? Because I can. For the same <laughs> reason a dog licks its balls, because I can. I mean, no. hey, they, they hey, let Greg's host back. the Tonight Show for fucking over 20 years with worse jokes than that. So, <laughs> Greg Noggle in the yes. house. How and are Greg you, sir? Greg is back. Yes. Welcome back, Greg. Thanks, guys. We have missed you. Yeah, we missed you, and you know we're sorry for your loss, brother. Thank you. Appreciate yes, it very much. Uh, you, you've made me uh, do shows with Lou for weeks. I now. missed. I mi- I missed being here. I w- wish I could have done some of them, especially like Sarith on goal and all that. But mm. yeah, I'm back now. So I hope you didn't think I uh, was too bad of an interview with Mr. Robert Garvin. No, that was pretty good. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, the whole wolf head thing was pretty weird, but you uh... called it a bear thing first. It was a wolf thing. <laughs> you look like a bear, right? He was a wolf with a little Cthulhu doll, but <laughs> a very nice guy, and it was a pleasure to meet, uh, speak with him. Yeah, yeah, very cool. It was, it was a cool very good interview. interview. Yep. Thank you, thank very, you. You did a good job. Thank you, sir. That I will give you credit for. But pretty soon there will be a new album coming out. From one of my favorite bands, Project Resurrect. Bro- All right. Well, wait a minute. Oh, oh. no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Where did I put it? Oh, it's only a talking. There. Who's Shit. the band? <laughs> well, I'm wearing the t shirt. If you can't see it, Halloween. June 18th, the new album will be out. And uh, I figured, you know what? Let's go through the entire discography. But we're not going to do like an hour long show. We're going to do. Every album show is going to be around like 30 minutes or so. So I want to do this kind of quickly. So you're not going to be bored watching these things because they got 15 albums, 16 albums, I, I believe. Well, I think the newest one will make it 15. I think it's 16. 16. I don't. You would know better. Than I, I would know. I would know. I it would. was 16. The website said so. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, actually looking for a Halloween T-shirt to purchase, but I'm not paying Euro dollars for it. Um, they actually have a U.S. store. Oh, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, check that one out. I don't know what it actually is. It might be just HalloweenStore.com or something. I don't know. I'll I'll send you the link. But, uh, yeah. So, I figured let's do a Halloween uh, discography thing all the way up to the release of the new album. And uh, this should be kind of cool. Because, uh, I mean, we have done... These earlier albums we have done before. Me and Greg, right? We've done these. Um, we did Walls of Jericho and keepers but i we did pink bubbles and we did chameleon too and chameleon yeah we just kind of glossed over the ep and mentioned a couple songs though yeah yeah so the the first half of the albums we kind of did already but we didn't do them with lou so this is going to be kind of new true i don't want i I, well thank you for including me on this but uh you know i i feel bad having you guys revisit albums you've already covered on the uh on the show i mean it's fine it's it's not coroner but (laughs) live with it (laughs) well this is for a a purpose so it's okay you know it's gonna happen all right 
but Greg, it's not corner. It's Halloween, and we're going to start with the first EP. And yes. actually, what I'm going to do is we're going to do the EP and Walls of Jericho in one show because it's only an EP. Since oh, really? now they're released I together. Did, I didn't listen yeah. to Walls today. But... Oh, jeez. You know we were doing all, all of them. <laughs> no, I but... thought we were just doing the EP, no. honestly. I, I was specific on doing them all today. All right, whatever. <laughs> what is that you got there? This is the Japanese ah. re-release they did that has the EP and Walls of Jericho on yeah, one great. CD. Very and good. then I've got Judas as well, Very which good. also has the EP on it. So That EP, that the Judas single has the EP on it as well? Yep. Really? That's very strange. Let me see the back of that. Oh, no. It I was going to say. You're right. It is just a Judas EP. I thought it had both on there for some reason. No. Anyway. Uh, you, you scared me because then I was going to have to look for that next. <laughs> I already have like four versions of that. I don't need more. You know what I hate about that EP? I mean, that single, the Judas What's single. That? Uh, those songs that say they're live, they're not live. They're not live on the CD version. On the vinyl, they're live. They're not live on the vinyl version or the cassette version either. Those live noises that you hear are dubbed in. I no, I I had read that, but I had also read that on the vinyl version, it uses the real live tracks. And then on the CD and the cassette, it said they switched it to the overdubs. Very interesting. I'll have to read up on that again because I, I we did have a discussion about that on the Halloween message, um, the Halloween Facebook group about that same situation, and uh, everybody said they were not really live tracks. Yeah, that's what I had read anyway. I mean, um, I don't have the Judas single on vinyl, so I couldn't tell you if it sounds any different or not. I do. I'll have to check that. Out. I'll, I'll I'll let you know. Okay. But yeah, if uh, <laughs> I'm if staying out of this some, conversation, if you need some <laughs> Japanese Halloween CDs, I'm gonna sell these too. So. Oh, very cool. No, I actually have all those. But anybody else who wants them, Greg's selling them. You got the OBIs? Yeah, I do actually. I, I believe I do. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'm pretty sure I do though. In case anyone doesn't know what that is, that's the uh, white tags that they have on the CDs every time they release one in Japan. Yeah, I actually hate those. I don't know why people are so obsessed with collecting them. Just to have because it. Because if you're going to get it, you should have it complete. I guess. Well, they're annoying because they don't also fit in the case either, you know? They don't. Well, they're, not, they're not designed meant to. to fit in the case. They're designed to fit over the edge. I know. So then you got to get a plastic Japanese bag. Writing. Well, no, the CD ones, if you turn them sideways, you can fit them inside the case like this. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Wayne, or, what you do with your OBIs is your you business. Can, Let people do what they want. <laughs> I, I keep or mine. Yeah. You can always pop it out and put it behind the tray. Oh, card. that's true. Yeah, I've done that. I too. mean, it's, it's not hard to deal with, Wayne. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I sorry. ended up getting a copy of Dream After Dream from uh, Journey. I found a copy from Japan, but it didn't have an OPI, so I wonder if it's authentic. Probably not. But it was on Discog, so I can't complain. It was cheap. Right, from China. That's probably authentic, but I mean, do you see a ton of Japanese presses that aren't complete. Not not everyone saved them. So. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's start with the EP. Um, you know, uh, this this actually came out after because Halloween was on a compilation, the uh, death metal death compilation. Metal. Yep. yep. 
And then after they did that, uh, I forgot what song was on that. I think it was... There's two Murder. songs on there. I think it's Murder uh, and possibly... Oh, and uh, Earnest of Life, I think, is the other one. Ernest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds so, right. Yeah. Ironic how they were on an album called Death Metal. Right, because... Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, my, the EP is my favorite for a reason. This is like speed metal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, shit like Possessed and Death and all that had not come out yet in 1985. I mean, um, Hellhammer is also on that compilation. That's probably as close to death metal as it gets. I remember when I first uh, did an episode of Rat Side Review uh, with both of you, and uh, Sa- Uncle Saxon was on the show as well. He asked me, what what are my favorite speed metal bands? And I, I honestly didn't know how to answer that because... You know, I, I know death metal, I know power metal, I know thrash metal, but I never really thought of anything as speed metal. I mean, to me, if you would ask me, okay, what's my favorite fastest band? I would have said Racer X. And mm. he said, no, that's not speed metal. I'm like, well, I never heard of it. <laughs> you know, I, I it, it's not it's not a uh, a terminology that was in my echelon, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, as you... I mean, it's not really its own separate subgenre, but, you know, growing up and reading old magazines and looking at shit like that, you know, Exciter, Abattoir, that's speed metal. You can't really call it thrash, but it's a little heavier, faster than traditional heavy metal, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, when Slayer first came out, they were calling them speed metal. They were calling them speed metal, yeah. yeah. Same thing with Megadeth, and I think Metallica is on a few speed metal things I have, too. And I, I, I'm just thinking now, uh, the other song that was on the death metal compilation was Metal Invaders. It was, had nothing to do with anything off of this EP. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think there was anything on the EP. No, that it was metal, metal Invaders and Earnest of Life. So yeah. those were the first original songs. But then after that compilation became their first EP entitled Halloween. Um, you got Kai Hansen and Michael Weikath, Marcus Groskopf, which they spelt it with a B. That's some German thing for an S or whatever, which I learned when I had Michael Marcus on the show. What were you saying, Lou? Oh, and the great Ingo, rest the, in peace. The great Ingo, one a huge influence on me for drums. You know, especially with double bass. When I started playing drums, I listened to like Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Uh, not so much double bass stuff going on time, but then when I got into Halloween. That's when I started developing my double bass playing in my own drums and took it from there. So I owe a lot to Ingo. You know, he was a huge influence. He made it sound so simple. Yes, he did. He did. He's very missed in Halloween style. Because uh, as you get on some of the, like the newer guy, I, I love the newer guy. He's awesome, but it, it's just not the same. It's too much, I think, you know. Um, so anyway, the EP. Really cool EP. I, I when I first heard this EP, um, it was after I heard Walls uh, Walls of Jericho. It was after I heard Keeper One Two. I even think I I didn't hear this EP until maybe I, I got Chameleon. So really? I didn't even yeah I didn't even know about this EP. I had no idea about this. And uh, yeah, because a, a friend of mine he used to take all the tapes and uh, copy them for me from his brother. So I don't think he realized he had it at the time or something. I don't know what remember what happened, but. Uh, when he found out that he had this EP, I was like, holy shit, there's, you know, some songs I never heard of before. And, and hearing some of these is, you know, is really cool. Like Starlight, uh, Murderer and Warrior. 
and victim of fate and, and uh, cry for freedom. I mean, they were on the uh, the walls of Jericho because th- there was another remastered version of Walls of Jericho where it did have some of the EP songs on there, and plus Judas. Um, so I heard a couple of them that way, but I didn't never heard of Starlight before. And just hearing that that song and the intro is pretty cool. Where it's, you know the guy sitting there listening to the radio and you know yeah, you get the silver shamrock thing from Halloween yeah yeah awesome. exactly Halloween, Halloween is like the only group of people I know who have any kind of love for Halloween three season of the witch. <laughs> well, I'm glad and I agree with them because that's my favorite of that series. I, all right, if Greg likes it, I really need to give it a chance. I just didn't bother because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. Yeah, well, the only one that has Michael Myers in it that's any good is the first one anyway, so. Can't argue with that. <laughs> and that's true. But uh, I love the EP. Uh, so yeah. I'll let you guys go. Greg, since you're this is your first time back in a while, uh, what's your thoughts on the EP? I love it. It's great. I mean, they, they really, as far as Halloween as like an entity, as a band goes, they get better or fall more into their style as they progress here but i love this because it's like exciter but different Mm. you know but it's it's very fast speedy aggressive and even though he's shredding somewhat i really like the way kai hansen plays guitar he's very distinctive and um they just kill it on here every song's great I mean, Starlight, Cry for Freedom is probably my favorite. Oh, really? But, yeah, uh, yeah Murderer, they're, they're all very catchy, really. Yeah. yeah it's it's a really cool EP. There's, there's no filler on it. I mean, there's no room to really have a filler on the EP, but... Uh, no, but, I mean, you know, <clears throat> not not every song is great all the time with certain right. EPs, but in this case, it is. Yeah, I think so, too. And Lou, is this the first time you've heard this EP? Wayne, I'm not going to lie to you. I've only heard one Halloween album in my entire life up until I got prepared to do this show. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Well, you have to understand, um, my brothers were my gateway into metal, and Halloween was one of those bands that I was not really exposed to growing up. It wasn't until I was in college and... We ended up getting a copy of Metal Jukebox, and I really liked. Oh my god! You started with that one. Hey, hey! First, <laughs> it was even on your spot. You said the Darius there is your favorite. Shit mill, <laughs> that, that, but I enjoyed the musicianship. Hey, Ingo I, said I, I enjoyed the musicianship on that record. Yeah. Wasn't until I heard Gamma Ray where I discovered the greatness of Kai Hansen, mm-hmm. and when I, as I was preparing for this. It took me a couple of listens to really engulf myself in what they were doing because I was enjoying it that much. So when I heard the EP for the first time, I was completely blown away. And the one thing that the the biggest compliment that I could give it is that I could understand how it practically single handedly influenced the entire genre of power metal. Right. Yeah. And all respect and credit to Halloween. Yeah. Because there really was no other band that kind of sounded like this back then, I don't think, right, Reg? You're a really good historian on that kind of stuff, so. No, not really. I mean, with with the way they present it epically with some of the lyrics and stuff like that, it is kind of similar to, like, Man of War's Battle Hymns and Hail to England, which was 
became power metal later on because Hail to England and all that, I think, is heavier than what they became. But, um, you know, Ingo's machine gun style drums is definitely a big deal here. And nothing else really quite sounded like Halloween did at the time. I mean, it definitely is more speed metal during this era, but right. um, they, they bring a different sort of almost like Queen Shrike epicness to it. And really, the the only real complaints I would ever have about this is uh, I think Kisk sounded a little bit better on some of the songs when he would do them live later, just because his vocals are a little bit stronger than Kai's, but it doesn't hurt it at all on the EP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like the EP. Kiski's uh, vocals on some of the um, re not remixed the the uh, redone tracks. Uh, I like them. They're okay. I, I like the originals better, though. I was not surprised I, you say that. No. Um, well, did they redo them? Studio? Yeah, they remixed. Or... Uh, redid them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally well, that them. I've never heard. I've just heard a couple of them. I've heard them do them live. And... Oh, okay. Oh, so you never heard the uh, the redone tracks? All right. Interesting. Nope. Was never really interested in it because I love the EP. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first time I heard "Victim of Fate" was the Kiski version, because uh, that's on the "Best of Rest of Rare" uh, compilation. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that was on there. Yeah, then that, up. yeah. I I don't like that version as much as I like the uh, EP. Not yeah. even close. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's totally different. But, "Victim uh, of Fate" would have to. I would have to say that's my favorite song on the EP. Yeah, that's it. Is a good one. Like I said, there's no bad song on there. I, I, no, there not, isn't. I'm just saying, it's, you know, of the five, it's, it's your favorite. favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my favorite Starlight. I just, I actually saw them play that song um, when they came. They actually played in here at the downtown. Remember the downtown, Lou? Yeah, Lincoln? I, uh, I saw many shows there. It was a great place, and now it's a Croxley Zale House. Like we need any more of them on Long Island. <laughs> but uh, they started with that song first, and I'm like, holy shit! You know, that's the kind of like a rare song to pick. You know, I'll pack so, huh, that's that awesome. next Halloween. It wasn't. It was packed, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, I was actually on the on the front on the guardrail, and um, there wasn't that many people there. It wasn't like overly packed. These a good they, enough crowd, but the more they've been touring the states, the bigger their audiences seem to get. And, yeah, I think uh, so. You know. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too quickly, but it was nice to see that with the Pumpkins United, you know, having played Rock and Rio and and Vakken, good for them for playing in front of, you know, the biggest crowds that they've ever played for in their whole lives. They def- they've earned it and they deserve it. Oh yeah, That's, yeah. They when they came through here and they went to Irving Plaza. Uh, yeah, last... I think it was Irving Plaza. Yeah. That 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 was packed. That was that was like you know you couldn't move in there. Uh, but it was cool. Um, all right, so then Walls of Jericho, the first full-length album. Uh, Didn't right Judas here. come out before Walls? Judas was after Walls. Oh, okay. I believe. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. No, you're probably right. I yeah. was more sure. asking than anything. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's uh, a yeah. bonus track, I think, on Walls of Jericho. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh no, Lou mentioned that about the bonus track, and I was gonna say yes, it is. But like all the compilations and versions of that with the bonus tracks came out later on, like eighty seven, eighty eight. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, after the popularity of the Keepers albums, 
But uh, one of my favorite album artworks, you know, just really cool with the, uh, I forget what they call this guy, um, Fangs. He's from a movie. I can't think of what the name of the movie is. I don't remember. Burial Ground, Nights of Terror? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. It looks a lot like Pumpkinhead, though. Maybe it's maybe that's the name of it, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead didn't come out till after this. Really? It's from yeah, something. Yeah, that, I forgot what they stole true. from. I forgot what they stole from. Wasn't uh, Rawhead Rex either. Nope, wasn't that either. I know. No, I'm, Rawhead Rex <laughs> looks like a giant dick. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, right. on the back, it's got the weird-looking pumpkin-headed guy with the uh, trumpet. Uh, so again, I, when I heard this album, this was Peter third... Pumpkin Eater, the thirteenth <laughs> disciple, signaling the future for Dickinson song "Trumpets of Jericho." No, just <laughs> when I heard this album, I heard it after Keepers One and Two, and going back to this, it, it was a little bit of a shock to me because <laughs> you know, obviously Michael Kiske ain't singing on it, and the band. Thank God. More... <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that one. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes, he would not have fit on this album, but oh uh, no, 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 the music's more aggressive. It's more thrashier. It's uh, like speed metal, if you want to call it speed metal or whatever. It's like Exciter. Seriously, I mean, think I of like Bring to... on the Damned or something like that. It's not all that different from. I guess I have to listen to Exciter because I've really never listened to him. Well, Blast for Exciter. Now let's continue talking about Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, it starts off Walls of Jericho, Ride of Sky. I mean, again, every song on here I love. Maybe There's maybe two songs on here that, uh, not that I skipped them, but I, I don't really like them as much. Maybe Phantoms of Death. Uh, it's, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of that song. And uh, Metal Invaders, which was on the, the uh, Death Metal compilation, is better than a Death Metal compilation because this one's actually uh, played a lot better and recorded way better. Yes. But, uh, those two songs, I don't know. I can give or take those songs. But everything else on here, Ride the Sky, probably my second favorite Halloween song ever. Actually, no, I'm lying. Mm-hmm. How Many Tears is probably my second favorite Halloween song ever. Uh, which actually came from uh, Michael Whitecat's other band that he had at the time. And I don't know if anybody ever heard the original version of it. I'm sure. I know you didn't, Lou, because you're just now getting into the Halloween. Um hey, I, I- <laughs> I'd rather be hated for being honest than love for being a liar. No, of course. Uh, but it sounded completely different. It was like a, a piano version. If you hear it, you wouldn't even recognize the song, really. It's it's totally different. Huh. I I was aware of its existence. I never have heard it, but I didn't realize it was that different. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really slow. It's completely different. Uh but it's cool. It's cool to hear how like where this song actually came from, you know. But I love the version on this album is the best. Actually, no, I'm wrong. the The best version of How Many Tears is on the uh, Keepers Live album, or I Want Out Live. Okay, good. I thought I thought you were gonna say something about maybe some weird acoustic version. Kiss gave it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we all know how much you like the shit mill, so <laughs> that too. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna hate me, come chameleon! Oh my god, I can't wait for that. Um, Gorgar, uh, you guys probably don't know. I don't. You might know, Greg. That's about a uh, a pinball machine game. Yep. So I thought I didn't know that until that. very recently. I had no idea. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I was I was playing Xbox one day and I was going through like some of the games on there, and it had a a thing for pinball machines. 
And I was looking through the games, and it said Gorgar. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell? And then I play it, and it's playing like all the sounds that are like in the kind of in the song. Yeah, like holy shit, that's pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, no, we had a, I had a couple arcades by me with a ton of pinball machines. So by because I heard this album like third, I think yeah, yeah, because I had Keepers one and two first. Mm. So by the time I had heard it. You know, I already knew about it, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, yeah, no idea. Um, and guardians and, re- and reptiles, pretty cool. Heavy metal is the law, and it is the law. Yes, it is such an awesome song. I love how it sounds like it's in like this live, crowded room and stuff like that. And it's not a really live song, but it's it's just really cool. You know, it's just a really cool heavy metal anthem song. I don't like heavy metal songs or songs named heavy metal. Most of the time, there's a very few good ones out there, but that definitely is probably the top heavy metal song for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. I love that song. It is a good one. Uh, Greg, what do you think about Walls of Jericho? Well, my second favorite Halloween release behind the EP. Wow. I love it almost. Hey, you can't beat the speedier stuff and Kai Hansen on guitar. I mean, Kai Hansen just makes it for me. Yeah. But, um, Like you were saying, Cry for Freedom, Ride the Sky, Walls of Jericho. Guardians is one of my favorite Halloween songs, along with Metal Invaders, though. I love those. I remember hearing Guardians. Uh, I was riding my... Because I used to take my my radio when I ride, would ride my bike uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger, when I first heard this album. And I would, as soon as I heard Guardians and that chorus came on, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell, man? This, this band is like the fucking best band I ever discovered. great song yeah you know when i heard like i said i heard the keepers ones first but these two just blew me away they're just so ferocious i mean keepers is very epic and definitely they come into their own legacy there so to speak as a power metal band but right uh there's just such there's so much power actually behind Mm -hmm. these and they just rip man they're they're great albums very good. And um, Reptile and Phantoms of Death would be the two where I still like them, but if you were going to say two tracks were kind of fillery, that's how mm-hmm. they feel to me. And really the only reason the EP is my favorite above walls is just because there's less songs and it doesn't have a chance to, you know, throw out something uh Good, but not as good as what preceded it, I guess <laughs> I'll say. Because I really don't like dislike any songs on right, Walls yeah. of Jericho. You know, it's a very solid album. One mm-hmm. of the best debuts there is, honestly, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. There is, those songs really aren't filler. It's just they're the lesser-liked songs, you know. Yeah, well, and I mean, you're kicking off an album with Guardians. Right, yeah. And... Well, not that that well, no, starts it, but but no. you understand yeah, I what it, I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> that that's really hard to follow up with something, right? Exactly, uh, Lou. <laughs> well, you know, starting <laughs> off with Walls of Jericho, you know, hearing the uh, Silver Shamrock song again, I was like, God damn it again! But uh, then all of a sudden, Ride the Sky comes on. I'm like, what All right, I get again. Forget- what, do, what do you mean again? It doesn't happen again. It happened the he last album. He means after the EP. It doesn't happen after the EP. It happened with the EP. The Silver Shamrock song, London Bridge. It's on the EP. Well, so what? It's on the EP, and it yeah. was 
He's no. saying they repeated it on a successive release, which they do at the beginning of the wall. It's in the beginning of three the, the EP and Walls of Jericho. You don't notice it. It's some well, if you're listening to it, uh, you're listening. You're listening to the version that has them all on it, right? Yes. So when Walls of Jericho starts, it should start with Walls of Jericho. I mean, when Ride the Sky starts, it should start with Ride uh, Walls of Jericho. Walls of Jericho is the first. Uh, that has thing nothing you hear. to do with the Halloween. Greg, help me out here. Isn't the London Bridge in the beginning of Walls of Jericho? It's played with a trumpet. Right, that is, but it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Oh well, you said I yeah, was they you were they, they to play the theme, but no, it's not a. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't mean the the soundbite from Halloween Three. I mean no, well, no, that's no. that's what you I, sound like you said. No, I I know what you mean, Lou. Yeah. <sighs> Wayne, if you don't edit this out, I will kill you. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'll, oh. <laughs> That's my mistake. I misunderstood. Welcome you. to Music is Live podcast. I'm your no, just... <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about Project Resurrect. Where is that record? Uh, what, what, what's what your favorite doing? Tool album? <laughs> By the way, where George... is that record? Who took my false teeth? <laughs> George and... is being a DJ at the Auto Bar. By the way, oh, who is this? Cool. George Dimitri. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's being a DJ, and uh, I, I hope he is going to play some Tool. Well, I hope Melody doesn't mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, no, but I, I, in all honesty, I, I first listened, loved it immediately. Ride the Sky and Guardians mm. just blew me away. And although Judas was released as its own EP, I would like to add that as my top three from the album. I mean, there wasn't one bad song on it. And, mm. you know... Me being a blind Guardian fan for as long as I have, I could see, aside from the fact that Kai was on a bunch of their albums, helping mm-hmm. out with a couple of songs here and there, I could see how Halloween was a direct influence for Blind Guardian. Well, them and J.R.R. Tolkien. But, mm-hmm. you know, such a killer album. And the thing that upsets me the most is that it took me this long to discover it. <laughs> well, finally, we got to get you to listen to it. I can't, yes. I can't believe you yeah. started with Metal Jukebox. What the worst album to start with? Well, I mean, okay, so so that's the first it's a album. Covers the album. first song I know is a covers album. But again, I, I I was not exposed to Halloween. I know, as like like the way you were, you know. And uh, I mean, I heard I Want Out. I knew mm. about that because I heard the Hammerfall cover before I heard the Halloween cover. Yeah. I, why does Hammerfall not get any love? I like Hammerfall. I just don't like that color. I can think of several reasons, but that, that's another episode. <laughs> that, okay. Top six least favorite power metal bands. Next episode. That's <laughs> oh, anyway, six, um, six isn't enough. But anyway, though, I loved it. I thought for a debut full-length album, it was perfect and a great representation of the band. And Kai Hansen's my hero. So, <laughs> very good. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Kai Hansen is uh, such an he's awesome vocalist. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. Of, His of guitar course, playing Ingo, is awesome. Ingo as well. I mean, yeah. you the know. whole band really. I mean, this this incarnation of the band, like the first incarnation of this band, it, they're flawless. Basically, you know, like everybody does their part like perfectly. You know, yeah. they, they all fit together. Yep, and they're, and they're very distinctive in their playing styles right. too. 
And, and that, that honestly is a big reason why I lost interest in them after Handsome was gone. You know, he just has something no one else in Halloween ever has. Right. Yeah, yeah. when he he writes music, you can tell it's it's his. So, Well, yeah. would you say and, that Cam... I'm sorry, um, go ahead. Since we, uh, you, you mentioned it and I forgot. Yes, Judas is in my top five uh, favorite Halloween songs of all time. That is just an awesome track. Yeah, Judas is always in my mind, too. Would you guys say that when Kyle left, when he started Gamma Ray, would you say that Gamma Ray was more of a continuation of what Halloween was? A continuation of what Kai's plans for Halloween were. I'll take it. Yeah, but um, yeah, the no, I, I see, I see, Gamma Ray is very much his vision as opposed to Halloween at large. Yeah. Well, I am go- I am grateful for one group that came out of uh, Gamma Ray, and that was Primal Fear. So it's right. amazing how many bands off shot just from Halloween. Oh, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> and, okay, and, Wayne's going to school me. No, I'm not going to school you because there's way too many. But uh, and, and when they remastered the albums, um, uh, I forget what label put it out. I think it's Scarecrow label. It's a, a Spanish label. And uh, inside the booklet is a, um, what do you call it? A, a tree. Family tree. A, a family tree thing. And it shows you what you know how halloween started and then when this person left what band they went to and everything and it's just like holy crap you don't realize how many bands halloween has like been involved in that's actually how i got most of my collection (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to find that out i mean if if if, if halloween has as many offshoots as black sabbath does then that's a a very packed record collection. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. You just you don't realize it, and when you look at that thing, and there's even more, you know, because obviously now it's been a long time since those mm. came out. But uh, it's just amazing, just all the bands that Halloween has been connected to. It's it's awesome, uh, which is why they're my favorite band. And these two albums are just awesome. And if you haven't heard them, please go listen to them. Do yourself a favor and listen to them, please. Yes, <laughs> and you can get all three on one CD. Exactly. That's that's right. Yeah. Oh, that another cool thing. I, I know I told this story too a couple of times, but D. Snyder used to have uh, the, his metal show here. I don't know if you remember it, Lou. Uh, WRCN one hundred three point nine in uh, in on Long Island. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, friends of mine when we were in school, they drove up to the radio station. They brought the because they wanted him to play Halloween, and he didn't even know who Halloween was, or maybe the station didn't have uh, any Halloween albums or whatever. So they brought him uh, Judas. And he played Ride the Sky on the show, and he was like, holy shit, this is awesome, you know? And I thought that was cool because they waited outside. I I, I wish I would have went, but I didn't go. <laughs> so they waited outside for him to come outside and, and give him the record to play it, and uh, he took it, and then they played it. So, not, awesome. to brag, not to brag, I was actually interviewed on that uh, radio station about 10 years ago. Oh, really? When I was in a Rush tribute band, Snakes and Arrows, they asked oh. us to uh, come down and perform... Uh, they performed our cover of Vital Signs from the Movie Pictures album, and we performed a live acoustic cover of Resist. And then the next week, they became a country station. Country? When did, I don't okay. remember going country. Well, now they're a talk radio. Oh, is that what they are right now? Yeah. Okay, I guess that didn't last too long. Anyway. No, not at all. But uh, like I said, please go check out these Halloween albums, uh, the EP and Walls of Jericho. You will be happy you did. And uh, we're going to go... Yes, Lou, you're very happy, and I've, I've now turned you, hopefully, into a Halloween fan. I plan for, on for now. to come to Long Island, and I would love to go with you if you go. 
uh we'll see i don't know i might be halloweened out by now but uh we'll see what happens possible (laughs) uh all right so we're gonna end this show and we will be back tomorrow guys with the next episode which will be keepers one all right we'll see you tomorrow bye stay tuned to the next episode Oh, projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> and RedSaddleReview.com. And musicislivepodcast.com. Greg, you have any websites? Nope. All right, bye. Bye, Greg Shit on Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and the King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a to you too, Ralph. The Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the cheese, please. A podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're We're taking over. over. Yeah.